Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book in a sunburned country. When we talk about Australia, probably the first two things if not the only things that come to your mind are kangaroos and koalas. But what exactly is Australia like and what's unique about its people? Before exploring the answers through this bookie, let's get one thing straight. Australians are an optimistic bunch of people. The author shared the following anecdote to illustrate this point. Picture this, you are swimming in the ocean when an underwater current suddenly pulls you and carries you out to sea. How do you react? Most people will panic and scream for help, perhaps while flapping in the water desperately to attract the lifeguards. But one of the author's Australian friends told him that in such situation, the only thing you should do is to keep calm, probably wave your arm a bit and wait for the lifeguards to spot you and get rescued. Why are Australians so optimistic? The answer lies in their local history, culture, and customs, which are laid out comprehensively in this book in a sunburned country. Bill Bryson chose the best way to take an in-depth tour of Australia, a 72-hour train ride across the continent. During his journey, he made some new friends and met some old ones too. From them, he learned about the animals and plants with Australian characteristics. Bryson observed the locals to understand their personalities. He had profound discussions with them while also telling them jokes that they could not understand. Bill Bryson is an honorary fellow of the Royal Society who has worked for the Times and the Independent in London. He has also written articles for the New York Times and National Geographic. His works are mainly travel essays and humorous popular science books, including a few that have been released on bookies such as A Short History of Nearly Everything, At Home, A Short History of Private Life, and I'm a Stranger Here Myself, Notes on Returning to America After 20 Years Away. Through his humorous and sharp writing style, Bryson offers a unique perspective on the history of the exploration of the outback. We will learn about Australia's unique creatures and historical anecdotes, sightsee the famous local attractions, and experience the customs of Australia. Next, we will unlock the essence of the book in three parts. Part 1, The Past and Present of Australia. Part 2, Australia's Climate, Creatures and Resources. Part 3, not so little known facts about Australia. Okay, let's start with part one, the past and present of Australia. Australia is located in the Southern Hemisphere. Separated by the vast Indian Ocean from Africa, and by the Pacific Ocean from the Americas. So, how did Aboriginal Australians first arrive in this remote continent, and how was it discovered by Europeans despite the vast distance from other continents? Researchers have found evidence that suggests the ancestors of Aboriginal Australians landed in the northern part of Australia at least 65,000 years ago. Their arrival depended on the wind or ocean currents. When they wanted to return, they did not encounter ocean currents or wind to help them go back. It was impossible to go home with boats that could not withstand the journey, so they stayed and settled down in Australia. The first European who arrived in Australia was Luis Vias de Torres, who was Spanish. At first, he thought it was just a small island, and he left without further exploring the interior. Then, a Dutchman Abel Tasman arrived in Australia after that. 
Prior to his arrival, some of his followers had died at the hands of Maori people. Hence when he saw Australia, he was not keen to carefully explore it. He assumed that Australia was a small island just like Fiji, so he also left. In 1770, Captain James Cook from the United Kingdom sailed in HMS Endeavour to Cape Everard in southeastern Australia and then continued to sail north. During the journey, Cook found that this land was much larger than imagined. After they passed the northernmost Cape York, Cook stepped ashore and claimed the east coast of Australia for Great Britain. This also became the starting point of the European invasion of Australia. Cook's fleet happened to arrive during Australia's wet season. Before they could feel the drought and barrenness of Australia's dry season, they concluded that this continent had pleasant weather. This misapprehension directly affected the subsequent expeditions. Misinformed by Cook's judgment, and having just lost its American colonies, Britain sent Captain Arthur Philip to Australia without any reconnoitering in the race of exploration among the then most advanced European maritime powers. But when they arrived in Australia, they were met with the dry season, which presented them with a landscape very different from what they had been led to expect. Many people in the fleet were exiled by the British government, so they were meant to stay. However, the others had no choice but to stay in Australia as the ship broke down and there was no way to return to Britain. During this period, Captain Philip strived to establish friendly relations with the indigenous people. Generally, they were friendly to Philip's fleet members except for when they were hunting for animals, which caused some of the fleet members to get wounded, including Philip himself who was stabbed. It's not hard to imagine that under the pressure from both natural conditions and the indigenous Australians, these European immigrants experienced considerable hardships. However, despite lacking knowledge and skills in growing crops and building houses, as well as problems of fleeing prisoners, Philip and his fleet members lived tenaciously here. They established a city on January 26, 1788, which later became Sydney. This day is now known as Australia Day. These early explorers came to Australia in the hope of making a big fortune from this newly discovered continent, but they were all shocked by the supreme barrenness of Australia, and with almost no exception left empty-handed, because they stuck to their stereotypes or misjudged inland conditions. In one such instance, during an expedition, Thomas Mitchell and Francis Barlier went into the water to fish, wearing jackets and carrying wooden boats into the arid inland. The indigenous people often ridiculed their silly behaviors. Having not caught anything, they suffered from hunger and fell to the ground. To their astonishment, however, the indigenous people came to their rescue and nursed them until the search party arrived. Australia became independent in 1931 without seceding from the Commonwealth but soon it began to realize that it could not simply count on Britain in times of crisis and that it was immensely vulnerable. During World War II, Churchill ordered the Australian troops to move to India, leaving the Australians alone to fight the Japanese invasion. Australia suffered heavy losses from the war. After the war, Australia started to welcome immigrants from all European countries on a large scale. In the half-century after 1945, Australia's population soared from 7 million to 18 million. Good neighbour councils were established across the country to help immigrants settle and live in peace. By 1970, there were 2.5 million new Australians in the country. Today, 
Australia has become a great cultural melting pot. One third of the people in Sydney were born in another country. Across the whole country, almost a quarter of the people have no British ancestry. It only took Australia one generation to get rid of the label British outpost and became an independent country with its own cultural characteristics. It achieved all this with a kind of grace, experienced little disturbance or oscillation, which was not often seen in other countries. That's all for part one. Let's quickly review. Australia was first inhabited by the ancestors of today's Aboriginal Australians around 65,000 years ago, and then discovered and explored by European settlers despite the vast distance from other continents. Australia transformed itself from a British colony to an independent country in a relatively peaceful way, quite different from other countries. After World War II, Australia began to welcome immigrants from other European countries on a large scale. Today, Australia prides itself as being a country of great cultural diversities. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.